Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, good morning and welcome to this next iced coffee date. So today's topic is a hot topic with my clients lately, um, just because I feel like we're getting to that part in the spring slash going into the summer where we're just a lot busier, you know, kids sports. I mean, Quinn's at baseball and jujitsu at night. So, you know, our dinner time schedule is a little bit off sometimes. The weekends were a lot busier. We're actually like going out and hanging out with our friends and having a social life. It's like really nice after um, COVID land and being in our houses all the time. But, you know, we're not at home as much. We're not meal prepping. We're not, sometimes I'm not even grocery shopping. I'm kind of winging it with that. <laughs> like I've been dropping Quinn off at jujitsu, grocery shopping, and then picking him up. So it's just, it's not the usual as far as planning and preparation and all that stuff. So my, my title for this um, iced coffee date podcast episode or wherever you're listening to this is um, how not to let your diet fall to shit when life gets busy. (laughs) That's basically what it is Um, because you guys know perfect world. You have things planned out. You are meal prepped. um, You have recipes ready to go. You're just like in a good place as far as doing all the things, but then life happens and it like all kind of goes out the window. So it's not to say that you should just like let your diet go to shit. Like there are things that you can do. Um, So I think like changing your perspective a little bit, um, there are certain things that you can do, like actionable things that you could do to set yourself up for success. But I do think it is kind of like changing your mindset around like what is a healthy meal or what is considered meal prep. Um, Because I do think we kind of have these ideas of like meal prep where like you prep the whole week and you have like 8 million, you know, glass storage containers on your counter and it's all nice and neat in the fridge. And like, I just don't think that works for a lot of us. I mean, maybe if you're in your twenties and you don't have kids and you have all the time in the world, sure, you can plan out all your meals for the week. But I think a lot of us, you know, we have little kids, we have families and we're just kind of winging it most days. And I think that's fine. And I think also like this spring summertime where there's like sports and activities and school events and we're leading into summer and summer is like a whole different story. Um, it really is just, lowering your expectations a little bit and remembering this is a season of life and of course you need to change your habits um and what you're doing to fit your lifestyle right now i mean this isn't forever you know things are going to change like summer's going to come and who knows what happens in summer some people have more time in the summer other people have less time in the summer and then we're back to school and all that but it's okay to change what you're doing and remember like what you were doing in the past worked or maybe it didn't work A lot of times it worked, but it's gonna work until it doesn't work and it's on you to make changes um, and adjust what you're doing to fit your lifestyle right now. And I think a lot of us get stuck in like, oh, well I used to do this or I used to do this workout and it worked back then. Um, And we don't realize, I mean, we probably realize our lives have changed, but we keep doing these same things over and over, but they're not working, so. All this to say, to look at your life a little bit differently, and instead of just shutting down, throwing in the towel, giving up on your nutrition, um, look at things differently. Think about it as a puzzle. Like, how can I solve this? You know, what can I do um, to meal prep better, or plan my macros better, or you know, make dinner for my family in an easier way? I think 
there, there's like a will, there's a way. Um, and this is what we do with our clients. We're always trying to like work this stuff out because everybody's situation is a little bit different. Um, and I'm gonna tell you some of the things that work for me and work for our family. And hopefully you can kind of like pick and choose pieces um, that work best for you and might make sense for you. Um, but really like my biggest point here is to not throw in the towel don't let your diet go to shit because um, there are things you can do and people who are like I don't have time you can make a healthy meal in 10 minutes I swear I do it all the time and I'm trying to share it more and more on Instagram stories because you know cooking and mealtime doesn't need to be this big elaborate process you can literally throw stuff together and I'll give you a bunch of ideas you know stuff that works for us um, but I don't think it needs to be complicated and what I joke about all the time with my clients is just lowering your expectations and maybe I'll start there as far as you know some of the things that I do um, but I just think like we think about healthy eating and how it needs to be like squeaky clean and like perfect and like that's just not realistic unless you have like a meal prep service coming to your house or you have a chef in your house like it's not gonna be perfect so people who are like on Pinterest picking all these fancy recipes and everything that's great if you have time to do that but I don't have time to make a new recipe every week like we're eating a lot of the same stuff but you know what it's okay and this is our season of life and you know what in the fall or maybe there's a time in the summer we might get back to making full on recipes or trying new recipes or things like that. But right now it's just getting through the day, eating, moving on, um, but lowering your expectations about what is a healthy meal, what is considered healthy. And then also what I tell a lot of my clients is like, it's okay to eat a meal that's three ingredients or two ingredients. Like you don't have to make this big elaborate thing. Um, so for me, like some of the things that I rely on lately, it's been eggs because I can eat eggs again and it's glorious. My skin doesn't break out and cystic acne all my neck and everything. I've been eating eggs like every single day. It's amazing. It's amazing. You heal your gut. You can eat whatever you want. Um, but eggs are a good go-to. And I mean, think about having breakfast for dinner. I mean, that is such a quick dinner. I mean, make some eggs, I don't know, stir up some like broccoli, you know, like a little stir fry broccoli in there, whatever. I do that a lot. A little cheese and you have like an egg scramble. It took like five minutes to make. And broccoli, like I use frozen all the time. We use frozen veggies all the time. I know some people don't like them, but they're so easy. Um, other things we rely on, canned tuna, canned salmon. That is a really quick protein. You can throw that on top of bag salad. You can mix it with relish and veggies. You can eat it with crackers. Um, ground meat, we always have ground beef in the fridge. I mean, we do butcher box, so we always have it in the freezer. At the beginning of the week, I'll take out like a bunch of packages of ground beef and it's just in the fridge waiting. That's a little buried back there, but it's in, it's in a bowl back there. But ground beef, ground beef, ground chicken, ground turkey, all of that ground sausage all cooks up super fast. You know, I mean, that's like five minutes, 10 minutes in a, a pan. Um, throw some frozen vegetables in there and then just throw whatever sauce you want on there. Um, that's kind of like a go-to meal for us. Um, and the sauces, I should talk about that. I'm really into barbecue sauce lately, the Lily Q's. I use that all the time. The ingredients are super clean. Um, it's a little pricey, but totally worth it. It's really good. Um, but you can throw whatever sauce or flavoring on whatever you're eating and it makes it kind of like a different meal. Um, so buffalo sauce, pesto, salsa, um, various dressings. Um, there's like a million things, even like Parmesan cheese, I'll just throw on something and be like, all right, dinner's done. Um, you can throw an avocado on whatever you're eating. There's so many ways to like jazz up kind of like a boring meal. Um, but I really have kind of like come up with like a framework for a lot of my meals and it helps automate that process that I don't have to think through what I'm eating all the time. So a lot of times eggs for breakfast, <laughs> I've been really on the egg train, um, but the ground 
meats and stuff, that cooks up so fast and it, I usually eat some sort of ground beef, um, I'll throw in some beans for the extra fiber and then some sort of veggie from the freezer. I mean, sometimes we have fresh stuff and I'll roast stuff and all that. I'll talk about that in a second. But a lot of times I'm just relying on frozen vegetables, which I know some people don't like them, but you throw a little flavoring or something in there, you're good. Um, but you know, we have broccoli, we have cauliflower, we have peas, we have green beans, we have Brussels sprouts. It just kind of like depends on my mood. Um, I also like those um, tri-colored peppers and onions. That's another good one. Throw that in some ground beef with a little taco seasoning. Throw that over a salad. Throw with some right, white rice. Um, there's like a million options. Um, but I'm really big into these like throw together meals where it's like, two to three to four ingredients. Um, and I actually have two blog posts on carrots and cake, which I'll put in the show notes. And I wanna say it's like 60 or 70 throw together meal ideas where it is like three or four ingredients where you're literally throwing them together. Um, so that, and then also my cookbook is pretty much like throw together meals. <laughs> so if you haven't got my macro cookbook, definitely grab that because all the meals are super easy. And if you read the reviews, everybody's like, this is straightforward, it's not fancy, um, but it gets the job done. And sometimes you just wanna eat. You don't wanna make it this big production. Um, and obviously, you know, Picky kids, I get that. Um, we, we have a picky eater in our house, so it's been, you know, it's hard to feed him sometimes, but we know what he likes and there are certain foods that are healthy that he likes. So for him, it's kind of like on rotation of various fruits, a kid will eat fruit any day. Um, he likes potatoes, he likes avocado, um, he likes yogurt. So we just kind of rotate those things through and I'll cook for Mal and me. And then Quinn will just kind of have like pieces of meals that we'll add to it and say we make tacos or something he will always get some sort of taco thing on his plate but he'll also get some avocado and chips or something like that and an apple or something like that so for him we're just kind of using ingredients to keep him healthy and full um but really like we are trying to expose him to what we're eating because we don't want to be running a you know a restaurant every single night um so you know sometimes i do something special for him but i don't make like a full-on special meal for him like i might smash up some avocado for him so he has a little guacamole to eat um what else i might make him like a little pasta or something like that on the side if like he really doesn't like what we're eating but i don't make him like a full-on meal he'll get just like various pieces of that so think about like what your kids like if they really like apples they get an apple most nights of the week, you know? Like you don't have to make it super complicated. And I do think kids kind of go through phases with things. So right now Quinn's really into pears, but you know, two weeks ago he was really into clementines. So like we just kind of switch it up, but um, not stressing so much about that either because I used to stress about that a lot. And he has really surprised me over the years by being, um, more low key about it all. And there is a podcast episode, if you're somebody who I'm speaking to right now as far as picky eaters and kids not eating, um, I did have a session with a registered dietitian um, who works especially with kids. Um, she is Mama, oh crap, I can't remember her name, Mama Eats, something like Mama Eats, Mama Nutrition, something like that on Instagram. But I reached out to her, she was awesome, gave us so many ideas, but I basically recapped our session in that podcast episode. So I, I can link that too in the show notes, but go back and check that out. And really her biggest thing um, was just making the whole eating experience low key. So like not pressuring your kids to eat anything, you know, making, food kind of like fun and not stressful. Um, and that has been huge for us. Like we don't pressure Quinn to eat anything. We're just like, whatever, if you want to eat it, you can eat it. Um, but it's been really great and he's been so much better about um, trying different foods. But anyways, little tangent, 
this is what I do. Um, but just wanted to tell you, you know, some of the, like the throw together things that we've been eating. Um, we also like those like high um, lentil pastas, chickpea pastas, bean pastas, um, brown rice pastas. Those are kind of go-to twos, uh, go-to twos. Um, but like on like the busiest nights, that high protein pasta, a jar of marinara sauce, and I'll you know cook up some ground beef, and we have like a meat sauce, and that's dinner. And I know it's not fancy, but like it tastes good. It will all eat it. Um, it's got some protein in there. Um, maybe we'll do some like broccoli on the side or something, so we're getting some veggies in. But it's it's good enough, you know. And I think lowering your expectations with what's a healthy meal, I think, um, is key because yeah, sometimes my meal is you know, butternut squash with some ground bison on top and that's dinner. <laughs> like I just don't make it complicated. Just make it as simple as possible and just being okay with that. Okay, um, so that's kind of my lower the expectations <laughs> um, tip as far as what's going on. The next thing I would say is to really prioritize protein, which I know you've heard again and again, but I think this is where we like fall off the rails as far as our diets go because it's so easy to find carbs and fat in our food. And of course, carbs and fat are the most delicious foods out there, but if you can really focus on the protein, um, it's really filling, it's really satisfying. Those amino acids are needed for building muscles, repairing tissues, cell health, brain health. There's a million good things that protein's good for, balancing your blood sugar, energy, all the things. So like, obviously we need to get our protein in, but I know me, when I get busy, it's like the first thing to go. Um, and of course with protein, you do kinda have to like plan for it, cook it, um, you can't really like wing it with it all the time but like I'm saying like having some of those sources in the house that are quick um, can really get you through busy times so like the eggs canned tuna canned salmon um, the bean pastas the ground meat um, fish is another one you can throw like a filet of fish in um, the oven for like 10 minutes on broil and it's done or even in a pan it's so quick um, I have cod in my fridge right now no not easy to grab <laughs> <laughs> Our fridge is kind of full. I went shopping yesterday because I dropped Quinn off at Jiu Jitsu and went grocery shopping, so my fridge is full. Um, but there's so many easy sources of protein, so just doing your best to um, get those in the house and just have them ready to go and really make that the starting point of all your meals um, because it is harder to find it. It's You have to prepare it. You kind of do have to think about it. But if you can think about protein first, it will get you so much farther as far as meal planning and all that goes because otherwise you're starting from nothing. Um, and if you're not somebody tracks macros like I don't think you have to I think like in a busy time you could always do like the hand portion so like a size um, or a, a piece of protein the size of your hand is like a good measure of like how much to eat um, and I think that can be really helpful in just like a busy situation to be like all right is this chicken breast about the size of my palm cool we're good um, but just like keeping it you know as simple as possible with that and then also like if you are somebody tracking macros I think it's really great to have a range and that's what I share in my stories today like I try to hit 100 to 125 grams of protein per day and I think having that range gives you all obviously a lot more flexibility but I think it also makes you feel more successful and I think this whole idea of like hitting macros can be really negative because like you're not if you're not hitting your macros every single day or you're over or you're under you feel like a failure and there's really not this momentum to keep going so I like having that range like you hit 100, you are good. If you make it to 115 or 120, even better. But it's not, 
it's not such like a rigid thing that you have to do. And I mean, I think about myself, I don't eat the same way every single day. I don't eat like a robot. Everything changes from day to day, but as long as I'm getting within that range, I'm good to go and I don't stress about it. Um, and same for the other macros. I mean, you could put ranges on carbs and fat too. You don't have to hit your macros on the dot. Um, and then I also shared this in my stories. Sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I take that protein goal and divide by the number of meals. Um, so for me, 100 to 125 grams, if I'm eating like four-ish meals a day, um, it's about 30 grams of protein. So that kind of gives me an idea of where I need to be um, for each meal, but I mean, not making it super complicated. And if I'm getting 25 grams, or if I'm getting 35 grams, or if I'm getting 20 grams, it's close enough. I don't have to you know, hit that number on the dot, but it, gives me some sort of consistency throughout the day so I am getting enough protein. So um, that would be my second tip as far as just trying to get enough protein in. Um, I really do think it it's wonderful as far as cravings, blood sugar, keeping you satisfied, and I think you can make better choices overall if you're eating consistent protein throughout the day because your blood sugar is more stable, your energy levels, your mood. Um, and I know it's like super foundational and boring to hear this, but it really does work. Like try to have, wake up in the morning, have a breakfast, try to get 30 grams of protein and just see how you feel. Um, a lot of times I'm really full <laughs> and I don't wanna eat till lunch, you know? It like satisfies me till the next meal. Okay, the next thing I would say um, is to pay attention to the minerals lost. And I know this is like a little, you know, <laughs> next level as far as maybe things that people don't really know too much about. I have fallen into the mineral rabbit hole. I love it. Um, I do think it's really foundational. And minerals are essentially like the spark plugs of our body. Um, they give us energy. So if you are lacking energy, you're fatigued, um, you're dealing with like chronic issues, it could be because of a lack of energy. Um, because your cells and your mitochondria, they need energy, you need to be able to, you know, move the iron and the oxygen throughout your body. I won't go into like the deep rabbit holes on all this. This is all that I'm learning through the root cause protocol. It's fascinating. Um, but when we are stressed, um, the first minerals that we lose are electrolytes. So like magnesium, potassium, sodium. And the example that I give my clients is like, if you were to run a marathon or half marathon, um, and you know, you get all sweaty and everything, your body literally gets salty. Like I have ran for two hours, three hours, four hours at a time. And when I finish, my skin is actually salty. And that's because running, <laughs> that type of activity is really stressful on the body um, and sodium. <laughs> is like salt is like coming out of your body. But in addition to losing sodium, you lose magnesium, you lose potassium, um, vitamin C, but replenishing these things can make you feel better, give you those spark plugs. So if you were to you know, collapse at the end of that half marathon or marathon, um, a medic or a nurse or whoever was there to help you out, they would give you electrolytes. <laughs> They would give you some sort of electrolyte drink or something to get those um, minerals back up to where they need to be. Um, so like if you are super duper stressed and you're missing some of these minerals, um, you might not feel great. Um, you might have more cravings. Um, you might not be hungry at all. There's always that side of the thing when we get super stressed, you're like not hungry. Um, or you know, you just are giving into all your cravings. You want carbs all day long. Um, 
there's so many things that go hand in hand with imbalanced minerals. Um, so you could always, um, you know, supplement with magnesium. I'm sure you guys have heard this again and again. There's different types of magnesium. I can link to my online dispenser if you want to grab any. I typically recommend magnesium glycinate. I mean, that's kind of like cover your bases. Um, that's what I use um, just to make sure you're getting enough magnesium. Obviously, you can do this from food, but I think if you are in a stressed out, depleted state, sometimes supplementing can supplement what you are doing with your nutrition. And you guys know, you can't out supplement a bad diet. Like you should always focus on the nutrition first. Um, but like I said, if you're kind of like in the hole as far as these minerals go, sometimes the supplements can really help you get out. So magnesium is a good one. Sodium, just salting the crap out of your food. I mean, that's what I do. Everything has salt on it. Um, I think we've been programmed to think salt is bad, but like really like a lot of us are deficient in it. Um, potassium, not the best to supplement. You're probably better getting it from food. Um, but the big sources are, you know, potatoes, bananas, avocados, um, whitefish. <laughs> It's another one, um, but try to get that from food. And the recommendation per day is 4,600 milligrams. It is really hard to hit it with food um, or hit that goal with food, but just doing your best to get those sources. And like, you can make it happen, but just adding more of those high potassium foods um, as far as electrolytes go. And then um, vitamin C can be really helpful um, just because that's another thing that our bodies lose. So you probably see me drinking the adrenal cocktails, um, but that's a good way to get vitamin C, potassium, sodium, like all in one drink. So um, if you haven't heard of that, just Google, you know, adrenal cocktail. Um, I drink them every day, twice a day. They're delicious. And like now I'm at the point where I like crave orange juice, like I just like want it. It's just so good and tasty. Um, and then I was going to talk more about magnesium, but if you guys want to know, magnesium glycinate is kind of like the cover of the bases, at least for me and my clients. Magnesium citrate could be good if you have like GI issues, if you're more constipated, it can kind of like loosen things up. Um, that's a good one um, if you're dealing with like constipation. And then there's one, I don't know, this isn't really a magnesium podcast. <laughs> If you want to talk about magnesium, send me a message. Sorry, I was going to like give you some details because there's different types that are good for you. But in general, just try to get some foods that have magnesium in them. Dark chocolate is a good um, source of magnesium. All right, guys. So minerals, I think just like trying to replenish those can just make you feel better, give you energy, maybe help with cravings, all that good stuff. And then the final thing I was going to say, actually I have two more things to say, um, is what I say to my clients, always be cooking, ABCs. Um, and it doesn't mean that you need to do the meal prep on the weekend. Like I used to spend like three hours on a Sunday meal prepping. No more. I don't do that anymore. I don't think I'll ever do that again. It's just like a lot of time. And like to tell somebody who has like toddlers to meal prep on the weekend, crazy. Like it's just not going to happen. So I don't do any sort of meal prep anymore. Um, I do cook like a couple things on Sunday just to like get me going for the week. But anytime I'm in the kitchen, I am cooking something for the next day or the next couple days. So it's almost kind of like this domino effect where you're always cooking something. Um, and I do this kind of based off motivation too. So like Monday, it was a really busy day. I was really like stressed and everything. I was like, I am not in the mood to get in the kitchen, do all the things. I don't remember what we ate, probably just like leftovers or whatever we had. Just, we totally winged it on Monday. But then yesterday I was in the mood to cook. So I cooked up 
um, some mushrooms and some potatoes and some squash and I did some beans and I cooked up some ground beef and I like cooked like a whole bunch of things last night and we didn't eat it all for dinner but now we have a ton of leftovers in the fridge for tonight oh we did chicken wings too that's what we had for dinner chicken wings I like couldn't even remember so now we have chicken wings that are you know leftover I'll just throw them in the microwave or the oven just to heat them up probably in the, or the air fryer I don't know We'll heat them up somehow. Uh, but now we basically have dinner that's done. I think there's some broccoli left over from last night. I just cooked like a million things last night and it didn't take me that long because I was already in the kitchen, like already using the oven, already using the Instant Pot, and I just did a bunch of cooking at once. And so tonight I probably won't cook. I might cook a little something on Thursday to get us through Friday and like Saturday and the weekend. Um, but every time you turn on your oven, turn on your Instant Pot, um, crock pot, air fryer, like think about something else that you can throw in for the next day. Um, and it just makes it so much easier because we rely on leftovers a lot. Um, and it's not to say that like we're always eating leftovers, like a lot of times I am cooking something, um, but I'm cooking like one thing or two things. It's not like I'm making this full on meal because we're using what we have in the fridge already. So always be cooking. <laughs> Um, and like I said, there's okay to take a night off here and there. I mean, I do that all the time. Um, but yeah, on the big nights, I'm cooking a ton of stuff. All right. Um, oh, and then the other thing is just like planning ahead. So like we're big on the butcher box stuff, like having all that meat in our freezer. And at the beginning of the week, like I mentioned, I take out a bunch of meat and fish and whatever it is and just leave it in the fridge to defrost. And I will not let that go bad. I mean, that's like just throwing money out the window if you let it go bad. So I make it a point to cook that and eat that throughout the week. So it is motivation to get that protein in and then also motivation um, to cook it so it doesn't go to waste. So that's like another little tip and thing that helps us out because yeah, if you bought all this, you know, really nice meat and fish from ButcherBox or wherever and you let it sit in your fridge till it rots and goes bad, I mean, that's like so dumb. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's just very motivating for me to be like, all right, here are my protein sources. I just need to cook them up. Okay, now it's time to eat healthy. It just makes it so much easier. Very motivated by things like that. I hate wasting food. Okay, so that's all I had kind of like for tips and my like go-to things that I do. Um, and I'll include all these resources. I have all my notes about the throw together meals and like different things that I talked about. So I'll talk, I'll include those. Um, I also have a protein planner. I'll include that in there too um, to figure out what your protein needs are and how to plan that protein throughout the day. And there's even a section for when you go grocery shopping to you know select different protein sources to add to your list. But it's really nice for somebody who maybe is just starting out or like you know you need to eat more protein but you're really not sure. Um, so I'll add that. It's just like a little document you can download but it helps you like hash it out and like plan how much protein you should get in each meal depending on how many meals you eat per day. Some people eat two meals, three meals, four meals, five meals, six meals. So it just like helps you plan it all out. So I'll put that in there too. Okay, and then the final thing. So yesterday I asked for questions on Instagram um, or questions for challenges you guys were experiencing when it came to healthy eating. Um, and you know, when you get busy and not having your diet go to shit. Um, but one thing, or a few, few of you guys mentioned stress eating. So I just wanted to touch upon that. And this is, you know, what I've personally done, you know, what we do with our clients and whatnot. So I think there's like three levels to stress eating or three things that have helped me and my clients. Um, and it's kind of like, like before, during, after, you know what I mean? Or like how to like approach a situation because 
Um, when you are in the moment, as far as like you're sitting there eating like handfuls of chips or cookies or whatever it is, and like you are like in the act, I think the number one thing is to bring awareness to it um, and slow it down. Because I think sometimes people like almost like black out in these situations or like they just don't care. I don't know if that's the right word, um, but slowing down what is happening. I think even being aware, being like, all right, I'm falling into this habit. I'm eating all this food and I'm not paying attention to what's going on or I'm doing this to calm myself down, but I can't stop. Like just being aware of the feelings and the actions and the behaviors that are happening. I think that's really important. And then slowing down everything that's happening. So slowing down the physical act of eating and then slowing down kind of like the, like the thoughts. I just feel like when you're in that like stress eating moment, it's like hard to get out of it. So anything you can do to bring awareness to what's happening and just slow down your actions because sometimes just like asking yourself, like, do I really want this? Is this gonna make me feel better? Um, could I have two more cookies and be done? You know what I mean? Like really trying to like talk to yourself during this time um, because that behavior, like aware, bringing awareness to that behavior can help you change what you are doing. And of course, it's doing that again and again, and that's the hard part because doing something different is uncomfortable, but like sitting with that discomfort and being okay with it, um, I think is really key. And that has really helped me over the years. Obviously some therapy has helped me with all this too. Um, I definitely was that stress eater. I mean, I talked about this, I don't know, in a podcast or I talked about it in one of my books, but just like stress eating cereal. Um, I would do that in high school. I would do it in college. I mean, I even do it now, but just like cereal has some sort of like calming effect on me. I don't really do it now. I'm kind of, kind of past that. But, um, if I do find myself kind of in that moment, it really is like slowing myself down, reminding myself kind of like why this is happening, what I am doing, um, and doing something different. That's a little bit uncomfortable, like putting the cereal away, not having a second or third or fourth bowl, um, being okay with having one bowl or whatever it is. So, um, it's taken practice, it's taken time, time. Um, but I think also like being kind to yourself in the moment, like obviously you're stressed, you need something as far as comfort goes. Um, so is there a way that you can comfort yourself outside of food? I mean, is it, you know, calling your mom or calling your best friend or getting a hug from your kid um, or going for a walk just to relax? Or is it sitting on the couch and watching, you know, 20 minutes of a show to relax or whatever it is? I think there's so many other ways to comfort our bodies and um, make us feel good outside of food. And I'm not saying like, Food is emotional, I get that. Food makes me feel good. There's days where I've just had a shit day and I'm like, give me some peanut butter cups. You know, that I know they're gonna make me feel better. But I think there's a difference between having like two or three peanut butter cups um, versus having like the whole container. So, you know, it's okay to feed your feelings. It's just like, what level are we at with that? And then I think the other thing that really has helped me over the years with like the stress eating and everything is eating enough throughout the day. Like if I've had enough protein, if I've had enough vegetables, I've had full on meals, I'm not as likely to fall into that stress eating trap because I'm pretty satisfied. You know what I mean? Like, sure, I might want like a little sugar, but I can have like a peanut butter cup, like the little mini peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's are so good. Um, I can have like one of those and I'm like, good. But it's because my body is well fed and I'm not 
craving anything else. And I do think, you know, when people deal with like nighttime snacking or like binge eating at night, I think it's because they haven't eaten enough throughout the day. Or at least that's what I see with clients. I see that with myself too. Um, it happened a few nights ago where I had like a hard workout. Um, I was super busy during the day. Like I ate, but it wasn't like the normal amount of food. And then after dinner, I was like, I am starving. Like all I wanna eat is cereal. And of course I did have some cereal. I put a banana in there. Um, I had some pulled pork, cause we had pulled pork in the fridge. And I was like, I know the cereal is not gonna do it. I just need to like get, you know, some protein and fat in there. So I had pulled pork, pulled pork separate from my cereal with the banana in it. But um, just trying to get like a balanced meal cause you know, the cereal is just gonna spike your blood sugar and then you're gonna feel worse. So I had, some pulled pork <laughs> on this side. But my whole point was a day where I like, I didn't eat enough. Yeah, I wanted that cereal. I wanted the junk at the end of the night. Um, so making sure you're eating enough throughout the day and keeping your blood sugar steady. Um, like this whole idea of like fasting and everything, like I think it can work for some people, but if you're like super duper stressed and your blood sugar is all over the place, like I do think sometimes eating like regular scheduled meals or snacks can keep your blood sugar more steady so you feel better energy wise um, and you're not eating all the things at the end of the day or succumbing to um, stress eating and whatnot. And then the final thing I wanna say about stress eating, um, I do think a lot of times there's something like deeper going on. Um, like why, you know, why do you want comfort from food? Like why is this your go-to? A lot of that could be from childhood or you know whatever you've like figured out as far as like coping mechanisms um but you know therapy like digging into why this is happening what you can do about it this is like a bigger thing that you know is out of my scope of practice but you know i've been doing therapy for two plus years um and a lot of like figuring out the what and the why and the emotions and feeling it and all that has been really good as far as just my eating habits and binge eating habits and things like that like i just feel like it's not not a big issue anymore like yeah i i fall into these habits here and there but i i think i kind of like set myself up for it like i said like i had a busy day i had a workout and i didn't eat all day and then i was like yes i want to eat cereal <laughs> <laughs> like tons of cereal. Um, but anyways, like I said, um, I, this is like out of my scope of practice. I'm not a therapist. Like I, this is not something I do. Um, but you know, finding a therapist or talk therapy or something like that can be amazing. I just feel like I have made so much progress on so many fronts as far as that goes. So if you're dealing with it, I would definitely um, seek out some sort of therapy. I think it can be really, really helpful. Even if it's not a big issue in your life, but it's something that bothers you, like talk to a therapist. I think it can be really insightful and I just have all good things to say about it. Um, and the question I always get is how did you find your therapist? Um, I Googled it. Um, I just Googled somebody that was near me, um, found the right therapist um, and and, you know, it all started like right before the pandemic um, happened. So I was already set up with this woman, pandemic happened. So I haven't actually met her in person. I really want to meet her because she's been amazing, but we've done everything over Zoom. I think it's pretty, not Zoom, whatever they use, um, some sort of like private secure, you know, video conferencing service. But um, I think it's pretty common now that you can do things virtually. Um, and I would say just you know, Google, find somebody, get set up. Most health insurances cover it. Um, if it's not a perfect fit the first time, be okay with trying to find somebody else. I mean, she's probably my third therapist. 
Um, and the ones before her, I liked, I just didn't feel like the same connection. Um, so it's okay to like shop around a little bit. It definitely takes a little bit of work. Um, but I do think this whole mental health system therapy, it's getting easier and easier, um, especially with like health insurance and all that. So hopefully you can um, find a good therapist to help you out. So bunch of tangents today, but I apparently had a lot to say. But anyways, I hope this helped. I hope it gave you some ideas as far as not letting your diet go to shit. Um, but I do think that the biggest one is just adjusting your mindset. And instead of feeling defeated or like you can't do this or like you're just going to eat fast food and you'll deal with it in two months when things slow down, um, I just don't think that's the way to deal with it. I think it's really like, like I said, looking at it like a puzzle and being like, how can I make this work? And it doesn't need to be complicated. Just, you know, the basics really work. And yeah, maybe you're eating the same meal three nights in a row, but it is what it is. It's not like you're going to eat that meal forever. Um, but, you know, just getting through the day with the best choices possible for you and your family and moving on, being okay with it. Um, but anyways, I hope I gave you some good ideas. Like I said, I'll put those resources in the show notes. Definitely check them out. Um, and you know, keep following along on stories. I'll try to short, share more of our like quickie meals and what we've been eating because we are not fancy. We are not fancy. It's really, really basic over here, but delicious enough, delicious and nutritious. All right, guys, I'm done rambling and I'll talk to you later.